Let's take a moment and just listen to the words that that beginning church gives us, the way that the beginning church offers us a way to see, the way that these faithful disciples are a window into something for us today, each of us. And so let the word that came alive for you there, the scripture, the response of jailers, whatever emerged for you, just stay with that for a minute and wonder about it with God. Why does God want you to pay attention to that today? And will you just invite the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word to you? The word that's being given. Just ask the Holy Spirit, will you illuminate this word for me? That it would be an incarnate word, a living, breathing part of my life. Descending from my head down into my heart and causing me to act as you direct. And if you feel like you didn't have ears to hear, would you just say to the Holy Spirit, will you help me to have ears to hear? On this day, let me hear the words that you'll speak, that my heart will be completely yours. And Holy Spirit, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart bring you pleasure today. And may I get out of the way and just be an instrument to bring your love to your people. Amen. So just take a minute, uh, wherever you are, um, you guys have to be six feet away, but turn next to somebody or at home. Go ahead and tell them what was the part of the scripture, just in a word or a phrase, that stood out for you. What part of that big, long scripture came just right up into your consciousness today? And you said, oh, I think I might want to pay attention to that. So here's what happened to me at 5 o'clock this morning. These words, reorder, remember, remain. Reorder, remember, remain. See, I should have been a rapper, Jaquiel. I, I, you know, I do, I get alliteration. Some people think that's the lowest form of consciousness for a writer. I don't care. It helps me, and I appreciate Jesus. Because reorder, remember, remain. It does feel like it has a beat, doesn't it? Go ahead. He's writing right now. I can see it. And, and I want to say, even this morning, you got reordered, didn't you? You thought you were going to be in the parking lot. You thought you were going to be out there and True North ice cream was going to be passing out this ice cream to each of us on this day. And I'm really excited about that. It's going to happen. It's coming not only to the parking lot, but very soon uh, that True North is going to explode. But you can order. Anyway, I'll tell you about that later. But this ice cream is phenomenal. 
You know, we were visiting Mina the other day, one of our sisters who's making her journey home, and, and Vaughn Frentz dropped off ice cream on the porch, dropped off some true north ice cream. And how many know you need some ice cream when times are tough, right? And, and I love it that Vaughn can reorder his steps to come and bring ice cream to someone who needs some. Amen? Amen. How many times have you reordered your life and you thought you were going somewhere? I mean, my friend Bonnie thought she was headed to Italy. Uh, Sam and Lindsay thought they were doing a particular vacation. Jessica, you guys thought you were doing the Greek Isles or something like that at the beginning of COVID. And all of a sudden, God gives you a new map. You get reordered. You thought you were going to Africa, Tammy. You know, and, and so you get reordered. And I love the reordering that goes on. You know, Paul has his friend John Mark, but now John Mark's out of the picture. Now he's got Timothy, and Timothy's got to get reordered if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. How many adult men do you know that would want to submit themselves to circumcision? Right? I mean, that's a way to test your staff. Are you going to stay? You know, can you get reordered and follow us this way? I think there is so much reordering here that just blows me away. Uh, You know, some of you um, know this chapter, uh, 16 and 17, is some of our favorite verses, Scott and I. And um, one of the things that we say is that it deserves a really long Bible study. But can I just give you a couple of things about reordering? In fact, when you came to faith, you were ordered. About mid-faith, you get disordered, and then you get reordered. Can anybody say amen? And that should happen several times if you're actually on a really transforming journey. Because there are things that you thought when you were five that you decided at 15 and then at 25 and so on that there might be more God has to say to you about that. And even things you would have staked your life on, right? Even like circumcision. By the way, they don't do that to adult men anymore unless that's their own choice. But here was Paul trying to help the people that they were going to minister to know that Timothy was okay. So Timothy was willing to get reordered. And I want to say, I I have felt uh, in my own soul as I've listened to people talk about the doors that have been closed to them at the beginning of COVID, like things that just got shut. In fact, David White says it this way, do you ever notice that when God closes a door, he smashes your fingers in it? (laughs) A whole new way to say God closes a door, opens a window. I mean, there are times when God gets our attention. And there is a door that gets closed, and it's like, okay, you ordered your life to do that, but I'm about to reorder you so that you can see what I'm doing in your life. And there's going to be things that get, you know, you know, you think they're obstacles, you're frustrated. I know we've been heartbroken and shattered over many things, my friends. But can we just see it as a reordering? In this room, can we say reorder? Reorder my disorder, Jesus. I need to be reordered so that I know God and know God's ways. One of the ways that got reordered here is, you know, they thought they were going to go to Asia, but of course this Macedonian call happened, and they went over there, and the Holy Spirit kept them from doing their previous plans, and they get here, and as they did on all their missionary journeys, Paul is trying to find a synagogue with ten men because there's you got to have a quorum, of 10 men at this time in history. And God doesn't give him 10 men. Guess what God gave him? A woman named Lydia who opens her home and a house starts. Reorder. Can y'all say reorder? Thank God we can get reordered for our disorder. And I love that a new missionary journey is going to surprise you at every turn. 
that if we are paying attention and we're not stuck in our own will, if we're willing rather than willful, and we say, okay, God, I just got like, my plans have been changed. And so I wonder what would happen if a Lydia showed up in your life today. Something you don't expect when you're expecting a quorum of something else that you're normally used to. And then all of a sudden, God says, I'm about to reorder your disorder. But first, just let me say I'm with you in it all. You know, for for years, for centuries, people have called um, this kind of thing when you're disordered the dark night of the soul. And yet it's one of the most important things that can happen to any of us is to have a dark night like Paul and Silas in jail, you know, about midnight. They came, they were called, like, what are we doing in jail? We listened. We didn't go to Asia. How did we get here in the middle of this jail? And they start to remember. They start to remember what they believe, right, in this dark night. I mean, I think... I can't imagine how dark it was in that jail. I can't imagine what midnight was like in that jail. I think I've had a dark night. I can't imagine what it was like having been beaten and put in stocks and put in jail for obeying Jesus. Like, thanks, Lord. Right? And it's this midnight hour. And I really love midnight because midnight says I get to say goodbye to that day and hello to this day. And how many of you have woken up in the middle of the night and you remembered the day before and you're like, oh, Jesus, right? And we need to reorient our remembering because many times when we feel we're in the dark alone, it's because we are remembering a lie and not the truth. That late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. He's going to work in your Right? You guys remember that one. And, and there is something about this midnight that I, you know, it wasn't 2 o'clock in the morning. I love that the scripture gave us midnight here. It means there is an old day going out and a new day coming in. It means that the old order is passing away and the new order is coming in. That we actually can say, it's okay, it's midnight, it's dark. That means the old is passing away and the new is coming. That I can remember. What did, what, did, what did they remember in the midnight hour? Hymns. Hymns. How many hymns do you have committed to your memory right now? You know that like when it's so dark you can't read your hymn book. I actually love it that my friend who's a Catholic woman says, we can't even touch our hymn books. Right? So we sang Amazing Grace because everybody knew it. There's something about remembering that, man, it just feeds your soul when the old is passing away and the new is coming. What do you remember? I I just, I would love to go around the room really quick and just the first song you remember. Don't try to find one. The first song you remember. First song. First song that comes up. Go ahead, shout it out. Jesus loves me. me. What else? Great Great is thy faithfulness. What else? Just as I am. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you're in the dark and you don't remember, you know, there's 
Nobody knows the trouble I've seen, you know. But you remember, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have need, and thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. So the old days passing away, and the new days coming. Morning by morning, I'm seeing something. Midnight is awesome. The darkest part of your journey is awesome. Something is passing away and something is becoming new. Guilt and anger and fear and deceit and pride and jealousy and envy and and greed and gluttony and lust and, you know, anger. It can be there. And you say, oh, God, forgive me. Great is thy faithfulness right? And you start facing into this new day. What if worship were a strategy? What if it were a strategy? I think it is a strategy, right? It is a strategy. And you know, I think that when we consider the strategies God has given us, I love it. You know, um, uh, well, you know, I would say prayer and, and worship are, are your weapons. They're weapons of your warfare, And I would say that counseling and community are strategies to be well. I would say that we want to pay attention to how we are remembering our lives so that we can be reoriented and learn to remain. So remain. I got to tell you, you know, this dude, uh, you know, these dudes here, there, there's, a, there's a part of remembering when our voice emerges out of the dark and into the light that helps us to remain. It's the sky. I mean, that dog, when I say stay, almost always stays. Not always, but look at her. She knows I've got a biscuit. Right? This morning, just this very morning, I didn't even clean up the background for you. And she stays. And, you know, when these prison doors broke open, these guys did not take off. They remained because they had a call. You know, a lot of times we're just worshiping to get out of what we're in. We should be worshiping to stay in what we're in. Am I preaching right here? A lot of people are looking to worship so they can get out of trouble. Paul and Silas worshiped and stayed in trouble. And as, you know, Representative Lewis would say, good trouble. Get in good trouble. Don't get in bad trouble. Get in good trouble, right? I want to stay in trouble for God. These guys, you know, they were, they were, they were arrested. Uh, I don't know what's ahead for us, my friends. I don't know. But you know what I really love? They, they reordered and remembered and remained. They didn't try to get out of jail free. They actually stayed to preach to the guy who needed to hear about Jesus. 
They stayed and preached. They stayed in trouble. Who knows what that maybe looked like? I, I was thinking about this whole reordering, remembering, remaining, and, and I was thinking about the 10 men that it required to have a quorum in order for you to even be able to talk, you know, to do some work in the local temple. You had to have 10 men in the temple say it was okay for you to do that. And I remembered when we started Crossroads Church, and some of you may remember this story, but God spoke to us, and I didn't even know about this uh, quorum stuff then. God said, 10 families before you remain. 10 families before you remain in Marshall. We were coming out doing Bible studies, 10 committed families before you remain. And not, not like just people showing up in their body. It's like time, talent, treasure. How are you going to help build the kingdom of God? Time, talent, treasure. We literally said that. Ask Charles what I said to him. He'll love for you to ask him. I mean, I'll tell you, I said, poop or get off the pot, Charles. Because he was deciding. This is a, that was funny. I mean, who says that to Charles, this man of decorum, right? I'm like this young 29-year-old kid. Charles is, you know, some, you know, some years older than me. He's deciding if he's going to take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, chance, chance on me. And I say, you need to poop or get off the pot, brother, because God, God's called us here. Are you going to remain and be a part of this? And, you know, of course, Charles has been one of the greatest remainers of our story. And through good times, bad times, up, down, darkness, depression, joy, you name it, he's been here. And I want to say, um, you know, we were thinking about this this morning because uh, Ron texted and said, we've got over 10 people on the team. We're going to have to release a few if we're going to stay within this, you know, because you guys are all six feet apart over there playing. He says, we're going to have to bring it down to 10. And I thought, it's a quorum. Oh my gosh, there's something prophetic happening in our midst. It happened in the beginning of the church. It happened in the beginning of this church. It's happening here as we're awaiting COVID to get out of, to get, let's get out of, let's get out of COVID. What if God was actually saying, could you host 10 people in your home for this next se- season to worship together? Like, let's quit trying to do this, that, and the other thing and get our own way. God has disordered our order, everybody. Can we just say that's true? And, oh my gosh, right? And so what if you gathered 10 people in your house on a Sunday morning to have church with us? And, and we guided, you know, songs, and then we sent you the scriptures and the... What if we actually looked like Lydia today? What if we got reordered and got a Lydia anointing? Now, some of you are saying, I am not letting anybody in my house. You know, maybe the garage. You know, I don't know. Maybe a, a, a cop picnic where you go in a parking lot and everybody sits and, you, you know, you talk, do a conference call. I don't know. Get creative. Or maybe if you do have um, a physical situation, just invite 10 people to watch with you. And then have a conversation with them throughout the week. And guess what? It doesn't have to be at 1032. Maybe you call your friends at midnight because that's when they wake up, Jaquiel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember being your age. I didn't go to bed till 4 o'clock in the morning and got up at 7. It was just, that was all I needed. I just want to say, what, what if, Lexi, you did that? Like you called your friends from school and said, we're going to have church at midnight on Monday. 
And then you put, and you put on the worship and then you ask questions about, you said, wait, what's getting reordered in your life? What is it? What's getting reordered? What, what was it that you believed over here about church that now God has thrown the whole thing up in the air and said, I'm with you, my dear church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, and I will build my church, right? And how will God build it? I love, Samuel, that you write uh, living room liturgies and do those things in your, in your home, right? I mean, friends, listen, there's some things that we can do with just 10. And then there's some things like Haiti, we need the hundreds of us to be able to educate those kids. There's some things we can do with 10 in a living room. There's other things we need to do with hundreds of us to free people from human slavery. Do you know what I'm saying? So the small of us and the large of us, get creative. It is only the beginning. And this is our next series. It's called Only the Beginning. And we're going to be looking at the book of Acts. And I'm hoping somebody can play Only the Beginning. Right? That's a really good song. Anyway, I don't know if it's a good song, but I like that line. Anyway, um, and, and we're going to look at how God is reordering us for God's glory and to reach people with the love of God so that jailers get the word of God imparted to them so that they know God is with them. So that the people that you know in your life that are heartbroken and disoriented and depressed and unsure, that you actually are a part of only the beginning of the church in this next season. Only the beginning, my friends. Let's stand together. Jesus, he was with 12. The governor would have had a problem with that, but um, that was funny. <laughs> that was not a political statement. I'm just, trying, I, I'm just trying to have humor. You know, Dr. King always said that humor was a really great way to diffuse the anxiety. One guy said when they, the march on Birmingham, he says, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to die. And Dr. King said, don't worry, I'll preach the best sermon you've ever heard at your funeral right? We need some humor, everybody. Help us. Get, help us with our humor, right? But he has 12 at the table, and, uh, and we know that John was, you know, leaning on Jesus, so there was no physical distancing going on there. And there are people that are allowed to just lean on you right now. Would you find them and invite them over, let them lean on you? Come on. And on that night, Jesus gave thanks. I don't know, it might have been, you know, there might have been midnight stuff going on in the garden, and, you know, there's all kinds of midnight stuff going on in trials. In the midnight hour, friends, gave thanks. He said, this is my body given for you every time you eat. Remember me. And then the cup this cup is the cup of the new covenant. It is the cup, my blood, shed for you and all people so that sins will be forgiven. And every time you drink it, remember me. And today as we're gathering around this table, I pray, God, that we would reorder, remember, and remain that we would remain and that we would discover together what this new order of your spirit is offering 
that we'd look for Lydia's and be, we'd, be, we'd be brave like Timothy and say, whatever it takes, God, to be a part of what you're doing so that I can reach people with your love. And so today, as you take your communion, bread and wine, we say, oh, Lord Jesus, we remember you. Can you say, Jesus, we remember you? Jesus, I want to remain with you. Jesus, I want to accept the reordering of my way, my will. Amen. Take the bread and wine.
just going to invite you in your living room to lift up your hands yes. and just raise up a hallelujah. Go ahead, raise the roof of your own yes. house. Yes. Raise yes. the roof of your own house and yes. let that hallelujah raise. And so, God, thank you for our friends. We're blessing the homes of our church. We're blessing the homes in our communities. And we pray that we would be the people who raise always, right? Always, always that we let you reorder. God, let that be true. Let you reorder us as we remember your faithfulness and raise a hallelujah. And so God bless our friends. Have an awesome week. Raise the roof all week long in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.